Welcome to episode 103 of Enhancing the Human Experience podcast. I'm really glad you tuned into this episode. The as you can tell from the title, it's I'm going to look at problems from a different angle and really look at, it, at them as blessings. And when I say problems, I also mean challenges or um, things that are you're struggling with at the moment. Because if you're struggling with it, something most likely other people are struggling with it as well. You know, human beings, um, even though we may feel like we're on an island sometimes, and we feel like we're the only person going through the thing we're going through, or having the difficulty we're having, other people are having those difficulties as well. And you know, there's like a common commonality to a lot of things. And the reason that this episode came up for me and that I wanted to share this, um, this idea of looking at problems and challenges as ultimate super blessings, which is what I believe they really are, is that there's a tendency, and I fall into this, uh, I guess, um, pitfall kind of often myself, when I think that, well, there's nothing else to be done in the world or everything that needs to be done is being done or has been done. There's you know nothing new under the sun or there's no new innovations that ultimately need to be brought into the world or ideas that need to be brought into the world. And even as I say that, it sounds so silly, absolutely silly. But because of because we're focused, all of our senses are focused on what is, and the structures and the systems that are in place and the like organizational nature of the world, we're focused on that. We think that it has been done. It's easy to think that, right? Do you ever find yourself thinking that, right? It, well, what is in place now, whether it's a government structure or business structure or the companies that are around now or the industries that are around now, that they're the end-all be-all and that if they go away, everything's going to be bad, like a bad situation, right? This is kind of what happened after 9-11 when the government propped up the airline industries and other, you know, type of industries. They put put a bunch of money into the auto industry and put a bunch of money into these other industries. In a in a in a sense, that's really crazy, right? That's really crazy. Because if those industries were strong and viable and had, you know, been, I guess, um, solving the problems that people needed in the right way that wouldn't have, that wouldn't have needed to be done. Right. Some companies and some sectors didn't take that money. They didn't want it. They didn't need it. But this is kind of the nature of human beings. We think that if we lose whatever we've got now, whether it's a structure or a system or a company or whatever else, that we're never going to have anything as good again. And that we're, we're just going to be lost. Right. And that's so silly and so crazy. And I think that once we transcend it um, and get past that thinking and realize that there's an infinite stream of new ideas and innovations and inventions to level up our experience as human beings, whether it's in you know industrial or agriculture or technological, any type of industry that we have, there's new ideas and inventions always coming down the line that will better that industry and advance it and make, you know, changes and and enhance the the industry and also our lives in general. And so one of the ideas that I'm thinking about this these last couple of weeks and or months is this notion that we get so fixed on 
where we're at and what we've got and the industries that we are familiar with and the uh, businesses that are familiar with in the world. And we, and we get blocked off and we close ourselves off to those new innovations and new ideas that are always coming down the line and that are always coming through people just like you, just like me, just like other people in the world, right? Innovators and inventors and creators, which we all are, everyone has access to that channel for those ideas and inspiration to come through them and innovate their industry, their business, their life, all of these things that make life really exciting. And like the, like I'm talking about here, you know, the, the problems that we have, the challenges that we have are, are the gateway to the innovations and the solutions that we want to. And so we can't, you know, put our heads in the sand or wish we didn't have problems or wish we didn't have challenges because if we didn't have challenges, if we didn't have things we're trying to overcome and improve in our lives, there'd be no room for an improvement. There'd be no need for a solution or no need for an innovation, right? A change. And so that's one of the things that I try to do a lot in my own life and my own business ventures is be really grateful for the seemingly challenging situations or when things don't seem to be working out the way that I thought they'd work out or that I want them to work out, right? Which all of life is like that. You try something you, and it maybe doesn't work. You try it again, doesn't work. Try it again, maybe you get a little better. Maybe you get a better result. Keep trying and you keep refining the way you're approaching it and the way you're working with it and eventually it clicks and you it unlocks you know, the idea or the um, knowledge inside of you and it works, right? If something changes, you change the way you approach it, you change your state of being, change your state of activity, and guess what? You get through that challenge. But there's a tendency to just not want the challenge at all or not want the struggle or the problem and just want the solution. And it just doesn't work out that way. One of the you know, things that sticks in my mind. And maybe you saw this movie. Um, it was a Michael Moore movie and it was something having to do with the auto industry, the Detroit auto industry. I know he made a number of movies and sometimes they, the scenes and and the storyline run together. But in this particular scene, in this particular movie, Michael Moore was visiting this really vast manufacturing facility in Detroit with his father. And his father had worked at this facility. His father had been an auto worker all of his life. And they were going back to this facility. And of course, in the movie, the facility was closed. It was very barren. It was like deserted. And it had been closed for a number of years. And they were reminiscing and kind of um, lamenting about the fact that the auto industry had changed drastically. And this whole like, was kind of like a vast wasteland of this industrial complex where his dad used to work. And I remember thinking at the time, and more so as time goes on, definitely I feel for them and I feel for his father. You know, there was like sentimental um, emotions coming up because he had worked at this plant all of his life and it it was gone now. It was done. It, was, it had changed. The industry changed. Automotive industry changed. And it just wasn't a viable plant anymore. And I remember thinking at the time, I was kind of a little bit callous about it. And I don't mean to say that in a negative way. But in my mind, I was thinking to myself, you know, it, it's changed. Like there's nothing there anymore. There's 
that's not coming back, at least in the way that it was, or maybe it never will be that again, you know? Um, and I, I kind of thought that was a little bit strange to go there and, and be sentimental and wish for those days to be back or want that to happen again, even though if it did come back, it wouldn't be in the same way. It wouldn't be the same feeling. That was a different time in a different era. And it would be almost like like Pet cemetery, when you bury a pet and want it to come back in the way that it was, and it just never doesn't happen. That's a really that's a really crazy, weird analogy. I realize that, but in another sense, it's it isn't. I, I think that's kind of how it would be. We can't ever go back. We can't ever bring something from the past just because we have a sentimental attachment to it or because it was the only thing we ever knew and want that thing to work in the present day in the present time. Things just don't work that way. And one of the things that I think about all the time is what new ideas and inspiration are coming down the line? What new industry disruptors are coming down the line in any sector of our economy? I mean, look at the taxi industry and look at what Uber and Lyft did to taxis. I rarely see taxis on the road in my town. And before they came around, I saw taxis all the, all over the place. All sorts of taxi companies, independent taxis, but Uber and Lyft disrupted that industry. Now, who would have ever thought that? I, I certainly didn't think that. Um, I know that's happening in a lot of different industries. That type of business model is is happening in a lot of different um like sectors of our economy, uh, and it's disrupting things in a major way. But again, it's how you look at it. I don't look at it that that as being a bad thing. I look at that as being an, an innovation and an, an, an innovative thing. And it's just the natural progression of what is, because look at what happened. Uber and Lyft solved the problem of people getting from point A to point B in a better way more efficiently, more effectively than taxi cabs did. And so it had to happen, right? Because what do we know about the human experience? The human experience is always leveling up. Our experience is always going to get better and better and better. I, every day that I sit down to my computer and I either write a blog post or I market on Instagram or Facebook or Pinterest for my product and apparel company, Focus and Flow, or for any of my, um, you know, the stuff at gmarkphillips.com. Every single day I sit down and I do that, I think, you know what, a hundred years ago, I could be working in, working as a logger, working in a coal mine, doing really hard manual labor every day, all day, and that would be tough. That would be a tough life to have, right? I think about that every time when I sit down to my computer. And we're really fortunate now, right? We're really fortunate to be able to have that opportunity to be working in like the knowledge era where we're um, like, most of us are knowledge workers, right? And most of us work with technology to like enhance our ability to help other people and market ourselves and get our message out. So we're really fortunate. And that that was a natural progression and an enhancing of the human experience, just that we we are fortunate to be riding that wave. And so, you know, if you look at it from the auto industry or from um, into industry, you know, manufacturing, uh, robotics and technology is displacing workers in in those industries right and 
you got to ask yourself, is that a bad thing or is that a good thing? Well, it's a good thing in the sense that if you used to work, lift heavy stuff and bolt it to heavy machinery and, you know, break your body down over the course of your working life, that's a good thing if you know how to work the, the machinery that now does that for you, right? And so it's a positive thing in that aspect. But this is one thing that human beings do is we have a tech uh, tendency to cling to what we know, even if that's not as good as what we could embrace, right? That's moving forward, the innovations and the inventions, even if it's not beneficial or even if we're living in the past, or even if we're, you know, we have a, an opportunity to have, a, you know, a better life experience, we still want to hold on to what we know. Um, this is, you know, technophobes do this, people who do not choose to embrace technology, or they do not choose to embrace innovation, they want to live with um, the the systems and the processes that they know. And you know what, that's totally fine. That's totally fine. But you got to ask yourself, at what cost is are you doing that? Now, granted, there's definitely costs to embracing new technology. I'm not saying that it's like just all you know, going to be good moving forward, there's still going to be challenges. But are you going to like hold yourself back from having better experiences and from being receptive to these new ideas and inspirations that are always flowing in the air and flowing, you know, to us and through us and, and certain people pluck them out, certain people develop them, and then they reap the benefits when an industry is changed or disrupted, or, you know, some new advancement in a certain sector of our economy is, is happening. Everything's, I guess the, the, the gist of the story is this, everything can advance and can improve and everything will advance and improve. And it's just a question of, are you going to be the one that's going to be a receptor or going to be receptive to the idea that makes that happen? And we can't be receptive if we're lamenting how bad things are now or how much my industry's changed or the how challenging I have it right now. We can't be receptive when we're in that mindset because that's, that's just blocking us off from the idea that we'll innovate and make it better, right? We can't feel bad about what we've lost and also be open to a new idea to create a better situation or better experience for ourselves. Um, so I guess that's what I challenge you in, in this episode. And the thing that I try to do often in my own life is Think, you know, be aware of where your mind is. Are you living in the past and wanting things to be different? Or are you looking forward to opportunities and ways to make your experience better and your customers experience better, your family and friends experience better, help them solve their problems, right? I think about Zig Ziglar's famous phrase all the time in my own work, that when you help uh, people solve their problems and you help them get what they want, you'll get everything that you want. It, that And that phrase is evergreen, and it is eternal, because people are always going to have problems, and they're always going to want to have help solving those problems. And so you and I, we're always going to have a job, right? We're always going to have a purpose. And we just have to solve the right problems for the right people in the right way. And they prosper and we prosper and we have purpose and meaning in our life. And it, it's just this, it, when you really look at the system and the way where this life is is designed, it's really an, 
a grand, <laughs> it's a grand design. It's a divine design. And we just have to pull back sometimes and get like, see the forest and not just focus on the trees and see the grand bigger scheme of things. And the fact that it's like this closed ecosystem, problems and solutions that are all floating around together. And whatever we're focusing on, the, the problem or the solution is the, is how our life's going to either stay the same or get worse or improve and get better. And we just have to, you know, choose which, which where we want to look and how we want to look at the world and look for the opportunities and say, you know what, this is a problem. Maybe I'm, I'm having this problem. Other people are having this problem. I'm going to solve it for me. I'm going to solve it for them. We all level up our experience together. And then of course, there's a new level and another level and another level. But I guess the idea is just to focus on the opportunities that await us and the innovations that are still coming down the line, the ideas. Because I tell you something, I, if I were a betting man, I would guarantee that there's going to be another disruption in even even in the taxi industry, even in, in the Uber Lyft industry, right? Airbnb did it in... Um, with the hotel and place to stay, right? Industry, there's going to always be new disruptions because whatever is right now, it's not going to stay. Things are always in change, right? We live in a universe that is always in flux and that flux is always leveling up and up and up. So that's what I offer to you in this episode of the podcast and, and something I think about all the time. And I've been thinking about this recently, the last few days, uh, where are you focusing on the problem or solution on, on what you've lost or industries changed or on the opportunities that await you in your specific industry to help people solve their problems better, to help your customers solve problems, to help people have a better experience. That's really, it's all it's about, right? Finding ways to help people have a better experience. So that's the episode of the podcast. I really do appreciate you listening. If you haven't checked out Focus and Flow, you can do that at focusandflow.co. There's all sorts of products and apparel there to help you get more of what you want in life, to help you remember that you're a conscious creator, that you have the God force flowing through you, that you have the ability to focus anything you want into being. One of the the ideas that focus and flow is built upon. It's kind of the kind of um, an amalgamate of a lot of different ideas from metaphysical people, from, you know, new thought movement folks, even people like Tony Robbins, right? Tony Robbins said that where you, where you focus energy flows and whatever seed, you know, you're focusing on whatever thought seed, just like I was talking about in the episode of the podcast here, if you're focusing on what you lost and the problems that you have, they're going to grow those problems. But if you're focusing on what is awaiting you, right, a solution-based mindset or a solution-oriented mindset, that's going to grow in your consciousness. And so focus and flow is all about helping you free yourself from the bondage of those ideas and the prison that we live in sometimes that keeps us stuck, right? In things that aren't working, in situations that we don't like, in circumstances that aren't agreeable to us. Focus and flow is about breaking those change and using that divine energy, that God force, that imagination within us, which Neville Goddard called God within us, to create the experiences we want to have in life. Again, human beings aren't doing anything. Human beings are just living that experience, right? We're, we harness the flow and we direct it to certain ideas and then those ideas grow. And so 
that takes the that takes all the pressure off you and I because that way we don't have to worry whether we think we're enough or whether we're good enough or whether we can do it or whether we had, you know, uh, some things happen to us in childhood that we carry into our adult life and we feel less than and we that takes all that away, right? That that removes all of our um our not enoughness because you're not doing it. I'm not doing it. That force, the God force with that flows through us is doing it. We're just the channel. We're just the decider to decide what we want to grow and what we want to focus on and what we want to expand into our experience. So products and apparel, all to help you do that more effectively, to remind you that you're a focuser, that you can focus anything into being. Abraham Hicks talks about it. So check it out at focusandflow.co. Sign up for the mailing list. Lots of good things coming down the line there. And follow on Facebook, Instagram, or Pinterest. All right, that's the podcast. I really do appreciate you tuning in this week. Until next time, have an awesome week. I hope you're focusing on things that are making you feel good, innovations, opportunities that await you in your industry, and I will do the same. Thanks so much. Until next time, all the best, health, wealth, and success. Bye-bye.